Welcome back to the Social Angle Podcast, guys. I'm so excited you're here. It's your girl, Melissa. So this week, we're talking about when to pivot your social media marketing strategy. So this is actually a repurposed Facebook Live that me and Vin did a couple of weeks ago. We now do a simultaneous uh, live broadcast on Facebook and LinkedIn every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for about 30 to 40 minutes. So this episode, we spoke about a really good thread from one of my favorite Twitter follows, Jade Powell, who's the head of community and social at Drink Sunwink, um, a holistic uh, wellness company that makes really cool beverages. You should definitely check her out um, and their company on Twitter. So she shared recently um, some wins, some pros and cons, and some insight about going all in on Instagram for her company, which was from her research, supposedly the right platform for her social strategy. So she talks about how she had gone all in, she had set goals and KPIs, she had experimented with different post types, she had followed the advice that Instagram had provided about their algorithm changes, how that relates to Instagram reels, how she kind of saw some results, but not consistently enough for her to really stick with Instagram continuously. So I thought it was a really good thread because I feel like me and Vin have covered a lot of topics in social media marketing that relate essentially to starting your strategy and implementing it, but we haven't really done anything in depth that talks about what happens when you try something and it doesn't work out. Like when is the appropriate time to pivot your strategy, you know, what's the right timeline, what you should be looking for, um, how do you measure success, and I feel like looking through that, through the lens of this thread that Jade created, was really, really helpful information, so we're like, you know what, we should definitely repurpose this for this week, and share it out through the podcast, in the hopes of helping more people, because we got a lot of really good positive feedback from people who said it was helpful to them, so if you guys have any other questions about pivoting your social media marketing strategy, please let us know, as always, tweet me and Vin on Twitter, um, send us an email, We'll be happy to answer any questions that you have, but let's get into this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy. It's Melissa from ASI Media, and I am joined with Vin Driscoll. How are you doing today, Vin? I'm doing great. I can't wait to get outside. It's beautiful. Yes, you and me both. And also, I uh, prepared a special beverage to toast you this morning. Congrats on your win, your award. You want to tell people about it? Cheers. Cheers to you as well. Uh, so my <laughs> award was um, I won uh, gold which is second place, didn't, didn't win, um, you know, but still came in second place for um, social media account of the year for um, my Twitter account. And that was for the ASB awards. Um, and what about you, Melissa? You, you won award as well. Yes, I won silver for promo in the wild. So thank you so much to our online community, everybody who supported and participated in that campaign. And also 
everybody who follows Vin and interacts with our community on Twitter. So nothing but props, well-deserved Vin. I was so happy to see that yesterday, uh, last night, I should say. And I was like, yes, this is so cool. Yes, you as well. The promo and wild campaign was really cool. Um, you know, I mean, you've, you won an award for that, I think last week uh, as well. Correct? Yes. I honestly, it's never expected, but it's oh so appreciated. Um, I was completely blown away. I still kind of think I'm being punked by Dawn, but you know, she's a little bit more on the serious side. So hopefully I won't get like a follow-up email and be like, psych. But yeah, a Hermes Creative Award, um, which was really incredible uh, too. So it was really just nice to cap that whole campaign off and get some recognition. And I'm really glad that you did too, because honestly, 12,000 on Twitter is not easy. And I feel like the type of content that you produce and everything is just really just awesome. So congrats again. So today, yeah, of course. So today I wanted to talk about when is it the right time to pivot your social media marketing strategy? So the reason I wanted to go into this topic for our audience and also pick your brain is because I feel like we've done a lot of content where we've given people information about uh, overviews of the platforms, like what are the best for our industry, how to define your messaging, you know, what are some tools that you can use to create content, how to create creative that's reflective of your brand, that's cohesive, that engages your audience, how to cultivate communities. And it's a lot of information about starting a strategy, but what happens when you've implemented one for a certain length of time and you haven't really gotten the results that you wanted, or maybe you've missed the mark, of reaching that goal that you set at the beginning. And if you're paying attention, that's always one of the best things you should be doing in your social strategy is setting a goal so you can measure your success. So this is what this episode of the Social Angle Live is going to be about is when it's time to pivot your social media marketing strategy. So I wanted to know, in your opinion, what do you think are some signs that you should pivot your social media marketing strategy? Well, yeah, before I answer that, if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to jump in and ask us questions. You know, we're going to, you know, talk about the spectrum of pivoting, pivoting your social media strategy. Um, but certainly, by all means, uh, post any questions, even if it's just unrelated to the topic. You know, we'll answer any type of social media questions you might have. You know, we're here to help you in that realm and, you know, we'll do our best. So how do you know when to pivot? Well, first of all, if it's not working, like, you know, and how is it not working? Like, how do you define not working to me? Is yeah. I think that's the question. You have to make sure that, like you said earlier, you have to have goals set up. So, um, okay. you know, whatever your goals are, if you're not meeting those goals in your social media marketing, then for sure you have to kind of take a look at what your strategy is and, and what's working, what's not, and kind of continue to refine your strategy. And I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, uh, we talk about this all the time. Like you can't expect your strategy isn't going to change. It has to be, um, you know, it's got to be fluid. It has to keep changing. Um, and, and that's, that's how you kind of keep up. Like, like for instance, uh, you know, we, we talk about the audio chats, uh, the, the clubhouse platform that came out last year. And also now, all of the social media platforms are getting into the chat game. So a year ago, you probably did not have, you know, creating an an audio chat room as part of your social media strategy. But now you you probably should if you want to kind of compete in that space. Um, so social media evolves, um, 
and you have to kind of keep up with it. You, you pay attention to trends. Um, make sure you have goals attached to your social media marketing strategy and always look at your go your goals and how you're doing and kind of refine. You have to keep you have to keep, really keep up with it. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned that about being fluid and also refining your strategy because I think sometimes as marketers we get married to an idea or a concept. We obviously right like we put a lot of time and work into implementing and creating a plan and then when it doesn't go that way it's like, well, you know, maybe if we give it more time and sometimes we just have to bite the bullet and know that it's time to pivot pivot like you said. And basically, I think a central sign for anybody, no matter if you're a social media assistant, if you're the CEO of a company, wherever you fall in between is you have to make sure that you're setting a goal, a KPI for measurement. You know, you're giving yourself a length of time, you know, and then you're looking at the results. And then if it's not, you know, what you had hoped, you know, what are some things that are good you can keep? What are some things that you can, again, like you said, refine and maybe move on to something else? Like it's not failure. You just learn something about what you implemented and that's going to make you better for the next time, the next plan, the next strategy that you implement. So the reason that I bought up this topic is because I saw this really awesome thread. This is one of my favorite Twitter follows outside of Vin. You guys should check her out. Um, we actually did an episode of The Social Angle last December with her about personalization, which I will drop in the comments after this episode is over because it's really, really good. But Jade Powell, who is the head of social and community at Sunwink, and Sunwink is a holistic um, drink company. They do like holistic beverages and things like that. But she really has done some awesome things on social media in her career. And she also used to be at Delta. So Yesterday, she had this amazing thread, and I'll drop that in the comments too. So this is a little lengthy, guys, so I'm going to read it out to you. So I want to share what I've been learning as I've been implementing our social media strategy at Sunwing. When I started IG, our priority channel was our priority channel that we had already built our presence. We were posting pretty pictures, and the content wasn't meaningful. So right there, right? Like, it's stuff that's lifestyle. People have a certain perception of Instagram. It's, you know really great product photos. So what she decided to do is she decided to refine her strategy and build it around creating community. That was her goal. And also answering some of the most common FAQs for her audience, right? So those were two of the goals she had kind of set for herself. So she decided to start featuring more of her customers and start creating more helpful educational content on IG. So she literally started to pull the information, like the metrics at the end of each month over a three month period. Okay. And what would happen is she would notice is that the end of uh, the top of the month for Instagram, the engagement would be insane. She's like, we have great numbers, it's performing. And then midway through things would just dip off. All right. So she gave herself a length of time to kind of measure, you know, like her implementing the goals that she had set on this preferred platform that should be where her ideal audience is, right? So she said, you know, this really isn't working in the content that I'm creating. Let me try to follow the algorithm, right? Because how many of us have thought, oh, you know, like maybe if I add this feature or I do this content, it's what the platform wants and then we don't see the results. So she's like, I'm going to start implementing reels. It's what Instagram is promoting, right? So she ended up creating a reel in the third month of that three month time frame. And it went, she's like, you know, almost viral. We had great engagement. It was awesome. And then what happened is it was a fluke. So she's like, I kept making other reels. 
and they just kept bombing. She's like, it was awful. So she's like, I started to test anything and I quote, I would tweak post formats from in-feed videos to reels to changing aspect ratios, publishing times, copy length and calls to action, okay? So she is really just like picking apart different posting formats with the content, still trying to meet her goals within this three month period and just measuring everything. So she's giving herself a length of time for some calculated risk and maybe some failure, right? So at the end of it, she said to herself, you know what? I'm gonna still keep Instagram because we do have an engaged community there, but I'm going to pivot and focus on TikTok. And I'm gonna give myself a length of time to experiment to see if I can cultivate a more in engaged community there. And I thought that that was so awesome. So she said, in short, we won't abandon Instagram because we still have a large community there, but I'm going to refocus my energy into building our presence on TikTok. Instagram will be our hub for recipes and lifestyle inspiration. TikTok is going to be chaotic, which I love. I love that she acknowledges that. It takes time to learn a platform. We'll learn as we go and grow space where we'll literally just post shit and see what happens. <laughs> So I thought that that was awesome. But the one thing that I really wanted to drive home for our audience was, if anything, this is just a reminder to build a strategy that is agile, right? Which is like ding, 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 just what you were saying earlier to be fluid. Social media moves too fast to be married to a platform. Mic drop. So what do you think about that, Ben? Yeah. So what I think is that, you know, you touched upon failure. You yeah. Know, and I think that people have to be, uh, really okay with failure, you know, yeah. and that's how you learn, um, you know, because I don't think that anybody should take anything personally when, when, when they're doing social media, it's like, oh, you know, you have this great idea, you're, you're psyched to present it. And all of a sudden, like it falls on deaf ears and, and, and it doesn't work out the way you want it to work out. And look, it, it's, yes, it's, a, it didn't get the, the metrics you were looking for, but it got you data that can help you refine your strategy and, and help you figure out what you need to do to meet those goals. And to me, I think that's that's very important. Like, don't look at it as a failure, even though it, it is technically, oh, it's like, oh, I wanted it to get this much engagement. It got this much engagement. I, I didn't meet that goal. Uh, it's a failure. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's data. It's data for you to that helps you refine your strategy. Now I look at like, uh, and and we talk about um, selling on social media all the time. Like you know, you should never sell. Like hard selling on social media just doesn't work. And if the proof is, if you don't believe us, then try to sell on social media. Like you know, just post like buy, buy, buy. You know, like here's what I have. Here's what I have. That that stuff doesn't do well at all. Like it, people aren't going to like it. People aren't going to click on it. That's not what they're on social media for. Like they're, they're just not. And, you know, when I still see people doing that, you know, I'm just like, well, I hope that they'll learn from, from doing enough of this. Cause I, my assumption is if you're doing it now, you're probably just new to social media. You're not really aware that you shouldn't be hard selling on social media. Cause a lot of businesses, they don't know, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm on social media now. It's new to me. And I'm going to start here, buy this from me. And hopefully they're going to realize after a couple months that this isn't working, you know, and they're like, mm, you know, maybe we need a different approach. Right. Uh, so I think that's a, a really uh, 
basic example of like, hey, you know, this doesn't work. Um, I need to try something else. And, you know, make sure you track it. You know, the, the tracking and the metrics are the most important thing. And if you don't do that, you're never going to get to the point where you can say this worked and this didn't work. Right. 100%. And before I go into the next thing, I just wanted to bring up this comment by Brandon. What's up, Brandon? Thanks for tuning in. It is a huge advantage when you love to fail. Gary V, right? Just one of those popular content creators that is just so quotable and a great example himself. But I think to what you're saying, like, imagine the start of your career. You know what I mean? Like, I think when you have something that you try and you fail, you know, like you are and like you take it personally, like you're somebody who's like, oh, it should have been perfect. I really wish that I would have had the outcome that I wanted. It impedes your growth as a professional. And it's like, would you want to be the same person you were at the beginning of your career doing digital content marketing that you are like, you know, that you were at the beginning of your career that you are today? Like, no, like there's times when you'll put a lot of effort and ad spend and a lot of marketing budget into a campaign and it just tanks. And it's like, again, it's heartbreaking. Nobody likes it, but you learn something about it and it's valuable information. And I feel like it makes you better overall as a professional, at least I think. No, I agree. And I, I love that quote. Thanks, uh, uh, Brendan. Um, you know what? It like you really need to have thick skin in social media. And, you know, 10 years ago, it was like, oh, just give it to the, to the intern. You know, nowadays there are jobs that are, you know, people are, are are working specifically as a career in social media. Um, you know, you're you're a perfect example. Um, and look, you you need to understand that it, you're going to fail a lot, and you're going yeah. to deal with, especially when you're on the front lines, you're going to deal with a lot of um, direct contact with you know potential clients, you know trolls. You you, you know you, you can't let it get under your skin, and mm. you know that's part of you know, the growth, that's, it's all part of, of growing. Like when I first started social media, you know, a dozen years ago, um, things, you know, I, my skin wasn't as thick as it is now. And like, you take things personally, you have these great ideas and you're like, you put them into play and it doesn't work. And you're just like, oh, you know, you feel bad about it. You're like, you know, you kind of, you know, kick the sand and you're just like, oh, you know, what was me? But then like, yeah, then, then you kind of like, well, okay, what could I have done differently? You know, uh, should I have posted it at a different time on a different network? Um, was the approach the right approach? Was the the verbiage uh, correct? You know, like a lot of times the verbiage is important. You know, like when you just post something with a message um, that doesn't ask a question, maybe you can refine it next time to keep it open-ended, you know, and you're, right. you, you want to ask people questions. Uh, you ask for engagement because social media is, is most helpful when it's engaging. It's, it's something that I found like is, is huge. When you can get people to, to converse, that's when social media becomes um, really valuable is when people engage, they're sharing, um, they're tagging others. Uh, you know, that's the conversation that you want to start. And if your social media can do that, it, it it's a win-win, you know, you're going to, you're going to do a great service for your brand. And you're also do, doing a service to the people who are engaged. Um, you know, that is something that, uh, 
when I look through social media today, it's still, it's hard to find the conversations that you want to join because of all the noise. And you're just like, it's so, it's so hard to find the people that are doing it right. Um, because there's still so much out there, you know, people are doing it wrong. So that's my take on it. No, I think that's a good perspective. And not only that, but I feel like for us, like not to toot our own horn, but I think kind of like what sets us apart when we talk about social media is we're really trying to make it accessible, you know, and disseminate information where it's like, we are just like, we are just as successful today, just as much from like our losses as we are from our wins. You know what I mean? Like those times when we've done a campaign, we've picked a platform, we've abandoned it, we haven't made the right creative or message. So it's kind of like, you know, people I think sometimes look at people who are in social media full time or they've reached a certain level in their, their career think that they've never made like a mistake. And that's just not true. You know, like that is something that is, um, you know, like people end up trying new things and sometimes it's it's not the best for the brand or the company. And again, it's just like a learning uh, moment, you know, like we keep talking about. So really, you know, if you guys feel intimidated or still feel intimidated by social media, don't because we were all there once, you know, so like pick a platform, experiment, try new things you know, measure your goals, your success. And then when you kind of miss the mark, just pivot and try something different. So I think some key takeaways from kind of Jade, just to kind of make it a little bit more concise for people who are watching is she created a strategy, she set goals, and she, um, with the vocal point of her audience, right? Like her audience, the community that Vin was just talking about, she's using social media to cultivate an audience. Um, and she is committed to monitoring it for a certain length of time. And she's experimenting with different types of posts, post length and CTAs, right? So she is mixing things up. She's trying new features. She's taking calculated risks. And then she also is cognizant of the algorithm, which I think is one of those things we have like a love-hate relationship as social media professionals is she's taking the advice that the platform is providing, but she's also testing to see if it's really going to be a worthwhile investment for her. But I think that those are things that, you know, are good to be, to be kind of cognizant of. But I wanted to ask your opinion, Vin, is for you as a social media professional, how much do you follow the algorithm for different platforms? Like, is that something that's always in the back of your mind when you're about to craft a tweet or you're thinking about a new platform to start? What do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. I think you have to be very mindful of what the platforms are doing. Um, for instance, uh, years ago, uh, and this wasn't very long ago, three or four years ago, when Facebook, they tweaked their algorithm for their, their newsfeed algorithm to kind of suppress pages. So pages were like, you know, business pages, like, you know, you have an ASI Facebook page. So whenever we posted content on our uh, Facebook business page, it would, it would get the equal amount of reach and engagement that uh, somebody on their personal page would post something. But then all of a sudden Facebook said, we want to concentrate more on personal connections. So the, you know, the personal pages, we're not seeing what the, the business pages were doing because those pages were pushed down and, and the content was kind of buried. So the reach and engagement that we were normally getting, we got a fraction of that. 
Um, so the algorithm tweak that uh, Facebook put into play drastically affected our strategy because our metrics were not were were the same. We were trying to get a certain amount of reach and engagement, but we weren't reaching those because. But that's not something we did. So we right. have to kind we had to kind of um, look at what the platforms are doing and adjust our strategy based on what they're doing. So, so when Facebook tweaked that, we had to switch up what our goals were for our content. It no longer was we needed to reach a certain amount of um, engagement and reach because we couldn't achieve that unless we we paid money to do that. Right. So, you know, you're, you're not going to hold yourself accountable for things that you can't control. And, and that I think is a very important distinction when you're looking at your strategy, like don't blame yourself for things that you can't control. Um, another thing is, you know, you look at, and this Jade said it perfectly, new features by these platforms are going to be promoted heavily by those platforms. So when you are like, for instance, uh, Instagram reels, uh, they came out um, a year ago or you know less than a year. So people who say, no, I don't want to do the reels are kind of suffering because if you do a reel, you're going to get, you're going to get high performance out of that reel because it, the network is pushing it. Um, same thing with, you know, Twitter, when they came out with fleets, uh, Facebook, when they came out with, you know, their stories and, you know, take advantage of these new features that, these platforms come up with because they're going to help you get the exposure that you're looking for. Right. And they'll help you. And I think like, but also to her point is like they helped her, but it kind of dipped off though as well. So it's like one of those things where it's like, you can try those new features and it will help you, but the consistency of it, you know what I mean? It may not be something like, I guess like my point is to not just do something to do it, you know, because the platform it's like, take that, um, you know, with kind of a grain of salt, you know, it's like, try it, see if it works for you. If it's something that you feel like you're going to get a consistent return in, then do it. But it's also kind of like, you know, don't kill yourself doing Instagram reels. If at the end of the day, you've done three months of content and it just really hasn't done anything for you, then it's kind of like, all right, maybe this just isn't the future for you. So I think that's another thing as well is just like, you know, you can pick and choose the platforms that you use and really make an interesting mix for how you present your content on social to your audience. That's unique to you and your brand. And that's what people want. Like, you know, nobody wants to go to one promo professional feed and then go to another and see the same shit. You know, it's like people come for you. They come for what you have to offer. You know, your unique voice, unique selling proposition, the unique products or categories that you offer that other people don't. So it's like, let that shine through, you know? So another thing that I wanted to add kind of for key takeaways is she evaluated her strategy over a set period of time. And I think this is really important. And I would say, you know, you might think uh, differently. So I'll be interested to hear what you say. I think three months is like a good marker i've heard other people say a month what do you think like what do you think is a reasonable length of time to test your strategy you know do you think it varies do you have like a sweet spot for yourself in um well it's a good question i think it's relative uh, three months yeah if you're posting you know once a week you mm -hmm. know three months is probably enough time um if you're doing you know five posts a week, maybe three months is, is a little bit more than you need. You know, I think you need to give it, you need to give it a fair 
shake because, you know, it, look, some people, they fail once, they fail twice. And they're like, this doesn't work, you know? And it's like, well, you didn't really give it much of a, you know, a, a try. Like you need to try, um, I mean, there's so many different ways to do this. You can try different days. Um, you can try weekends. Um, you, you can try different types of media. Um, you know, like the, if you're going to test everything, like I would recommend like six months, like six months, you know, three to six months is probably a good time frame to really test down a strategy. Um, because, you know, like when you're comparing a video to, you know, a text update, like it's just not, it's apples and oranges there. So, right. you know, you, you want to do, you know, six, 10, 15 different types of video posts. You want to, you want to make sure you compare the same uh, media posts, the same times that you post things. So there's a lot of different strategy um, that goes into your social media strategy. So like, but if you're just posting one thing, you know, and you're doing it consistently at the same time, I, I think three months is, is certainly a, a good time frame. Okay. So that's like a good, good one that people can kind of go back to is three months. And this is kind of like a curveball question, but it got me thinking if you were back in my sho shoes solely, like if you were back in my shoes solely and you were managing just social media and not wearing the 50, 1100 hats that you do now <laughs> in your current role, because I feel like, you know, you're just sacrificing sleep and like eating and breathing at this point for <laughs> everything that you do for ASI or they ask you to do is what would be some of the metrics of success that you would measure our social media strategy um, for like all the stuff we do? Like, right, we concentrate on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, definitely Twitter, right? You know, we do a lot of podcasts. We do a lot of Facebook lives. We do Twitter spaces. Like, how would you measure our success? Like, what would be some of the key metrics you would look at? Well, I've always said, like, you know, engagement is key. Um, you know, it's one of those things that you can't put a price on like when people start engaging in your content, I think that's, that's really when you're going to reach all your metrics, like, you know, whatever metric you're looking for, if you get people to engage there, you're going to reach everything. Like, you know, the engagement is, is what drives virality, you know, uh, sharing, commenting, tagging people. Um, you know, to me, that is, is how you get social media to do what it's, supposed to do for your business and that's really kind of driving awareness um you know uh getting people to you know see the content that you're pushing you know driving traffic to your website like that to me is the, the sweet spot like yeah you can get people to you know watch a video when you when you post a video um you know and it auto plays and you get this metric where you're like oh you know 1500 people watched my video for five seconds. Like, Ooh, that's good. Right. Mm, you know, it's like, is it five seconds? Like to me, that is, you know, that's people scrolling through the feed. It auto plays. They stop for a second and they kept going. And like, you know, the, I mean, the X factor is here. How do you, how do you get people to engage? You know, that is really the, the great question. And that's what, we're all looking for, you know, when, whenever we push something out on social media, we want to see that, you know, little red marker at the top of uh, our feeds that say you've got engagement. You want to click on that and you want to see tons of people are commenting, um, you know, and then sharing. And you've got to the point where you're like, wow, we've, 
got a good, great conversation going on here. Um, so to me, the, the metrics that you should be really looking at, um, certainly engagement, um, you know, reach is something that, you know, we've looked at o over the years and reach is just how many people saw it, you know, and you can kind of, if you have a Facebook following with 20,000 people and, you know, 19,500 aren't even, you know, uh, part of your industry and, you know, it, it gets great reach. Like, does it really matter though? Like to me, like reach is one of those metrics that yes, it's important. Um, but, but at the end of the get day, I'm looking at engagement. Engagement. Okay. No. And I think honestly, like your answer would be one that so many other people who concentrate in social media marketing for their career would, would echo because I feel like, honestly, I think when somebody stops, you know, like, and it's crazy to think about like how much our like attention span has changed. But, you know, I lived the first 17 years of my life without a phone. And now it's like, you know, for me, like stopping commenting seems like, you know, hours of my time it only takes maybe a few seconds, but it's just like, my time is so precious. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like, I feel that way. I feel like our audience feels that way. So when they're really engaged with like, an article that Chris writes or a really cool Facebook live that uh, Sarah or Teresa facilitate, or maybe they listen to a podcast and they share it out to their network because it's really valuable information. I'm like, whoa, like they took that time to vouch for us for something that we created. Like you said, like that's the pinnacle. The other stuff I think is kind of like, you know, how you're trying to wheel and deal your strategy and prove that success. Like to me, reach is definitely one of those vanity metrics like you said okay so thousands of people saw it but are they people that are in your industry are they people who eventually are going to come into your funnel engage with you and that you can close and retain as like a customer or are they just like another pair of eyes that gets that number up and like part of me is like that's really great because you know brand awareness you want you know, to see as many eyes as possible. But again, if it's people who really don't want what you have to offer, it's kind of one of those ones where it's like, well, it's great that we got like 50,000 different accounts to engage with this podcast, but probably only a third would ever consider like really working with us or, or following us in the long run. So I agree with that. Um, the other thing that I was going to ask you is, is there any examples in your career of like when you've done a campaign or maybe you've pivoted to another platform, or um, there's just a moment that you can recollect that you think is really important to share when you've pivoted the social media strategy for ASI. Yeah, so I think it's, in, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, you just find out what's working, what's not working. Um, and you can easily find that you know, just by the the crickets that you'll see on social media when <laughs> you post them. So, so an example for me is, you know, like, when I first started posting content, it was just all like, you know, promoting ASI as a company, promoting our news and information without really having an understanding of like what I was trying to do. Like, for instance, you know, like here, here's just an article, you know, and you just post it and, and the information is, you know, pre-populates on the title and the description. And it's like, okay, you know, well, anybody can get that article anywhere. You know, right. so what else can you do to take advantage of social media um, that's not in that article? So in other words, like, uh, you know, 
what could we pull out of that article uh, and you know create on social media that kind of promotes that article, but is something you know new and fresh for that social medium. So, so an example is like start doing video and, and you know do a 15, 30 second clip about hey, look, you know, this piece of information came out, um, you know, I'll share the link. What do you guys think about it? You know, and then doing a video, posting it in social media because videos are the medium that all social media platforms want. So if you, if you do video, you're going to get more traction. You're going to get more eyeballs and then potentially people clicking on your video. So instead of just, or clicking on your link, instead of just posting the link and really it's kind of lazy. You just put it out there. It's like, you don't even type up anything. It just kind of populates over the years. I, I decided that, Hey, you know, there's more you could do. You could take advantage of uh, the social media platforms, the features that they offer to kind of further promote any piece of content that you're looking to, to share. And you know what, like that actually works when you take it a step further than just posting content in your social media. Like take advantage of, of the platforms. Like I love to use social media uh, to actually kind of engage people about things that are outside the industry. It has nothing to do with this industry. Um, you know, you've seen, you see my social media, my Twitter account. I talk about beer. I talk about I horror know. movies, <laughs> you know, and look, these are the things that get the most engagement. When you talk about things that have nothing to do with, with the industry, you, you jump on popular trends, you know, you try to engage your, your audience. That's the kind of stuff that is going to resonate with your audience. Now, look, what are you going to get out of that? People say, well, what do you get out of that? Oh, well, you get brand awareness. Um, you get recognition. People start to know who you are. They start to see, you know, who you represent and you become a thought leader, even though, hey, I'm talking about beer, but I'm, uh, that's not all I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know, like the industry, like I mix it up. I don't like we talked about earlier, it's not just about hard selling. Like you hard sell, people are, you're going to, if you have a hundred followers and you're hard selling, next thing you know, you're going to have 50 followers because people are just going to be like, I don't want this. Like a lot of people go to social media to get away from business, you know, and, and if they see me, you know, talking about um, popular culture or something funny, I post a meme that people are like, oh my God, that's funny. I, I needed that today. Boom. That's when people are going to start following you, engaging with you. And that's just going to be helpful overall for your brand. 100%. So last, like, fun fact, I was pulling uh, our social media report yesterday, and I got some metrics for, for Twitter. And during the height of the pandemic last year, last summer, some of the top posts for Vin Speed on Twitter were him playing guitar, holding a beer, his adorable son, you know, and a couple of our industry like uh, articles on coverage that was going on for COVID-19 resources. And I feel like that is a perfect snapshot. And I feel like that's why you have such a large audience on Twitter, which is not easy to do, especially with, you know, the attention span or the uh, shelf life, I should say, of a tweet. It's because like people come to Twitter to learn more about you. You know, they like your personality. They like what you serve up and how you convey content and I think that that's really cool like once you hit your stride and that obviously wasn't something that you like immediately did out the gate that took some experimenting some like you said just reposting something and it kind of like you know well I didn't really give my personality I didn't really give my opinion and then sparking those conversations and that's what people come for so I think that's really important to take away from that and then also Johanna's here hi 
thank you so much. I love the shirt, Old Navy for life. And then great discussion. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. So, Thanks, Joanna. Yeah, you're the best. So we are going to end with a few fun questions and wrap up. So I always like look for BuzzFeed articles because I feel like when I need to consume some type of content that's going to make me laugh or smile, they always have something funny. And they had a story called 21 Freshman Roommate Stories That'll Make You Want to Live Alone Forever. And I wanted to know at Penn State, do you have like any crazy roommate stories back from like undergrad that you'd want to share? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, so when I first went to Penn State, I was like one of the late people to register. I got in and like any other big college, they take way more people, um, than they can, they can fit because they know that people will drop out. Um, so I was, you know, one of the people who were overbooked. Um, so instead of turning me away, what they do is they convert these, um, these uh areas that are like uh what, what am i looking for um communal areas like a, a place to watch tv a couch you, know, you kind of hang out they convert these rooms into like what's called temporary housing so my first semester at penn state i was actually in like a barracks style um dorm room with seven other guys so my introduction to Penn State was in this room with like four double like bunk beds um and there were like seven guys I didn't know and I'm just like oh my god like really like it ended up being really good because I I met two of my best friends while I was at college in that in that room but that first semester was it was just like oh my god like privacy no privacy <laughs> No privacy. Uh, I think like dorm rooms, I like should be like abolished. Like everybody should have their own individual like little studio apartment as a student because it's just like like you said, like the lack of privacy. Like I remember signing up for the Edge, which is now I think just like studios themselves that are not campus housing. When I went to Temple and I had this like crazy roommate, but I had signed up for a room where we were going to have just individual rooms. And they ended up messing things up and we ended up being in a dorm where literally like we would have to hug the side of our like bed in order for her to like pass by to get out the door and we were on completely opposite schedules i was a night off at the time i didn't know what morning was so i was like 8 a.m's not for me so she would be like passively aggressively like getting ready for school and like slamming the door at like 6 a.m and stuff it was crazy but yeah, anybody check out that article. I'll make sure I drop it in the comments because it's really, really funny. And then it looks like we have one other question from Johanna before we wrap. And that is, what tips do you have for people struggling to find time to get to all the social media platforms? There are so many, girl, word. Um, it can be hard to keep up same. So what do you think, Ben? Yeah, you know, this is one of those topics that we've we've delved into a few times. Um, like if you're spread thin, mm -hmm. um, like I would recommend finding a platform that works best for you and concentrating on just one. Like you don't need to be in every platform. And, and that's kind of the struggle with a lot of small businesses that, is that they think they have to have a social media presence all, you know, throughout most of the platforms, the, the big platforms at least. And then they post content once a month. They use it like so sporadically, and it looks it looks worse for you to 
to have a presence that's not maintained than it is for you to, you know, have a presence or not to have a presence. Because if you don't have a presence, at least you're telling the world like, yeah, we just can't be on this platform because, you know, like we just don't have the time. Like when I go to a, a company's website and I look for their social, um, you know, their social links and I see they have a Facebook page and they have a LinkedIn page. And I'm like, okay, that that's probably all they really can do right now. And that's totally cool. Um, you know, find a network that you really like, first of all, like find a network where you're, you, your potential audience is, you know, and, and look, that could, that could differ for a lot of people, you know, Instagram, uh, may be right for you. Facebook might be right for you. Um, find that network and really put, put a lot of the effort in, into those networks, you know, do it right. Um, or don't do it all. I think that's, I think that's important. 100%. Also, if I can just put in, you're crushing it on TikTok. I, I love what you're doing on TikTok. I think your TikTok showing like, showcasing your two adorable daughters, doing some of the unboxing videos that you have. Like, I think it's like an awesome mix. And also the great thing about that is you can repurpose a lot of that content on other platforms if you're crushed for time. So if you're still trying to keep some level of consistency, which I think is important, you know, don't be ashamed to repost because we all do it, right? Like we want to share something out. It's, it's, um, trying it means well yeah you're crushing it girl you're doing a really good job and that's what we're all doing we're just trying we're just trying out here in these social media streets <laughs> but <laughs> so all right thank you so much guys for joining us you guys were the best thank you so much ben for sharing all your knowledge and experience congrats again on your award and we'll see you next friday for another episode of the social angle live thanks everyone bye